Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Protein Bros Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Wasserman, and Kyle is with me as well. Today we sat down with the owner and CEO of Titan Nutrition, Brian King. Brian's been on our podcast before. Uh, he's launching a brand new uh, pre-workout that's with an exclusive flavor for supplement superstores called Berry Blast. It's actually got two cartoon bears on it, and it's an, actually an ode to our original logo back that we st- when we started in 1999. Brian actually shopped with us during the time when we had that sign still up on our store. And so it's a really cool moment, a full circle moment, where his brand is now carrying a pre-workout that is exclusive to our locations that honors our original branding. So we talk about all kinds of stuff in this episode. He has unbelievable insight when it comes to individual ingredients. He talks about several different products you can get over the counter that have an incredible impact on your body and on your overall health. He's one of the healthiest guys I know. He's, like I said, a wealth of information. He has extremely high standards for his brand and for how his brand operates. And uh, we just talk a lot about life too. Um, we're, we're guys who have all kind of grown up together. And so it's been fun to kind of watch all the different changes we've had in our lives and where they've gone and, and what they've done so far culture-wise and what they've built so far with Titan Nutrition over the last 17 years and what he's learned and what he's grown from. And if you're somebody who is a supplement geek, it's definitely a good episode for you because he gets in some really fun, nerdy stuff when it comes to how certain supplements work in the body and what to be looking for in ingredients and so forth. So if you are a fan of supplements, this is your episode. Lean in, let us know what you think. And as always, like, comment, and share the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Let's get to the episode. I learned not to steal when I was a freshman in high school. We found the keys to my football uh, coach. My coach uh, dropped his keys on the football field. We found them. Obviously, as a freshman in high school, what do you do with the keys mm-hmm. to the high school? You wait till that night, and then you go into the school, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you guys break into the concession stand? Yes. As I as mm-hmm. I was like, this is awesome. Free candy. I, I was like, my I was like, I deserve to have a nacho machine. As mm-hmm. I was walking out with said nacho machine, the cops come in. They say, freeze! Drop the nacho machine. I was like, oh shit! I am stealing <laughs> officially. And then I got. Uh, I've, put I've, on diversion. As I've heard this story many... Light. Hey, what's heard that? This. You get off light. Yeah. He, he was it. 14. It was, uh, it was breaking and entering theft and burglary. And when they told me those, I was like, no, no, we, no, had no, no. Yeah. we had the keys. We had the keys. I didn't, I didn't break, break into anything. anything. I walked in, you know? We did not break it in. something as a 14, like... You don't, you don't think about it. I, do, I wasn't thinking about it at all. I was just like, this is cool. I can go into the school. And then I was like, we were in the school. I was like, dude, I could have a nacho machine in my room. You know, I was yeah. like, that's pretty cool. Dude, it's all like, what the fuck were you thinking? My dad <laughs> left me in jail for the whole weekend you really in, like in uh, juvenile? juvenile for a freaking until Sunday. And that was a Friday night. And I was like, a drunk tank, if you will, for 14 year olds and never, never again. Never again. No, Scared haven't straight. haven't haven't stole anything since then that I can remember. There is um, there's two things I can Never say to that. One, either I bet there's What's like that? there's a certain gun case that Kyle uses to this day that isn't his that he didn't steal. He just has conveniently borrowed for six years. Dude, do you not? It's basically <laughs> Are you missing a gun safe. I'm missing a gun case uh, that he uses right in front of me blatantly. Last weekend. (laughs) It says Wasserman. I kept your shit in my house for like two years, dude. The least you could do is give me that gun case that Uh, I needed. We moved to to, uh, open a business in Kansas City, and one of us bought a place that he could live in permanently, and one of us rented and didn't have any storage. So I asked, hey, conveniently in your basement that won't be used, can I just throw some stuff down there for the time being? He conveniently gives me everything back except for a gun case. (laughs) Did you charge rent? I didn't charge anything. No That's what I'm Sounds saying. Sounds like you paid rent. Yeah. Sounds like I paid rent unknowingly. <laughs> and uh, with some people, we call that stealing. I, I, or, or it was a steal. Do you, do, yeah, it was Brian, a steal do you have a lot part. of guns? I have some guns. Yeah. I, yeah. I've learned from having your gun case that I actually prefer a soft gun case versus that mm. hard one that you have. It just looks really cool. That's it all does it look cool. It's are a you, pelican. Are you, are you gun guys? Hard plastic. Is this like hunting or are you gun guys? Well, what I have it on is my, I'm more of a gun guy. He's more of a hunting guy. Okay. AR, um, we both have fun. A Ruger guns, five five six. It's got a thermal scope on it, so it is nice having a hard case with a thermal scope because they're expensive. But it is kind of a pain in the ass to haul around. I don't have any land or anything, so I don't do a lot of shooting. But I do like to be prepared. That's about yeah. it. We have a shooting range in the back pasture. Oh, very cool. So we shoot, but it's more like um, plinking and so forth. Or yeah, it, it's 
When do you go to Bass Pro? When you're in, when you live in Springfield, when do you go to Bass Pro? When do you go? When? Saturdays. When, so, when someone comes to visit. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. And that's when we you. shoot. That's a good point. Yeah, that's when we shoot. I'm with you. I went yeah. to Bass Pro. It's this a novelty. Morning. Like, what what do you want to do? We can go shoot guns. We can go eat food in Springfield. We can go shoot guns. That's about it. We can we can walk out. We can walk out the back door and go shoot guns. We can, that's awesome. We have some though. fun guns to go shoot. And I think that's the that's the, everybody's dream to be able to have the freedom to do such. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk on because I've heard this story Kyle has told several times regarding the nacho machine. Uh, I've been a several. Don't put that on the podcast. Life. I don't want everybody to know my criminal background. Uh, that's going on the podcast. <laughs> You're a thief. It's not. <laughs> Can we just talk about for a second? I know we all know what a popcorn machine looks like. We all know what a hot dog roller looks like. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does a nacho machine look like? Is it just the it's cheese actually dispenser? not even that cool? It just heats yeah. up that shitty cheese. Is it oh, just a cheese just, dispenser? It's just a box. It's yeah, just like, it's it looks just like a, a big toaster thing. that yeah. has a lid on it. Yeah, I don't. Only a fourteen-year-old was, was like, "This is cool," and that was yeah. that was me being a moron. Oh, it's one of these, a stainless steel guy. No, it was plat. It was it like was the plastic nacho cheese guys. Okay. See, that would have been even cooler right there. You didn't need any have more the expensive. You'd, I you'd didn't even gone, have any cheese. What was I going to do? I just had the machine. You'd been better I'd off have, running out with a box of Snickers. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, the cheese machine. That's that black one in the middle, Luke. I saw it. The black The black guy. There it is. They could have just told you to put that's it. A, that's it, right? Like, I, this is what you got. I, you got caught with this red handed? Yes. Yes, it was something more like this. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. I mean, dude, they, they did you a favor. Yeah, you would have been way better off. The popcorn you machine understand. probably would have been a felony. It probably would have been a thousand I bucks. Grew up, for... I grew up in Derby, Kansas. This was the coolest thing that had happened to the cops in probably the last 10 years. They were like, we got a real we got real shit going on. There's somebody breaking into the middle school. They came in there like guns drawn on us. And I instantly was like, oh, no, this is not good. This is this is very bad. I didn't realize that this <laughs> now, could go so bad. Did you drop so it or did you, did you set it down gently? Yeah, I think I said, I might have gave it to a cop like, here, sir, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> and they were like, get on the ground. This isn't like, mine. Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were in America. I thought I was allowed to have. Listen, nachos. I go to school here. I deserve this. I was working the concession stand. <laughs> I meant to clean this. and I came back for it. Hey, this is a really good question that uh, our producer. One of my buddies wrote. blew up, blew a uh, fire hydrant in the hallway, and I learned uh, about the expense of restitution for that. That was pretty bad. Blew a fire hydrant in the hallway. Yeah, I took it off the uh, took it off the wall and blew it down the hallway. Um, which fire actually, extinguisher. which a fire extinguisher, fire extinguisher. Okay. Sorry, you're like that. Seems like there would be lots of water yeah. everywhere. <laughs> what the hell is that doing in the hallway? Fire, fire extinguisher. And uh, learned really quickly that those are not easy to clean up and that costs a lot of money to clean up. Yeah. So don't the powder. Yeah. Don't, right. don't do that. <laughs> so I got, so I got this question. There was, there was a driven nutrition question that I already knew the answer to that he wrote. It was funny. I was like, Hey, what inspired you to start that second brand? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I have since inherited that brand. Um, driven nutrition is great. So yeah. Um, driven nutrition was something a former partner had started. And from the outside looking in, so Titan Nutrition LLC owns the brands Titan Nutrition and Driven Nutrition. And so form of this is we, um, Taylor and I, my current partner, we consolidated ownership November of 2022. And so. Um, a humongous step in Titan Nutrition's future, by the way, and a humongous congrats, by the way. To thank that. you. Yeah. Thank you. So in, in November 2022, when we purchased Titan Nutrition LLC, uh, from our former partner, there was three of us. Um, that brand, who was ran by Jason, became under kind of I don't want to say all it was all under one roof. Now it's we, your subsidiary. We, if you will. Yeah, we, Jason was managing the brand, um, so we've hired a brand manager. Uh, Ian Bergner is uh, the guy's name who's who runs that. Ian's a several times CrossFit Games competitor. Um, he lives out in Carolina, uh, but he actually was in last weekend. Does a great job running that brand, and he's kind of the he's the the tip of the sword for driven nutrition. Okay. Well, the fun, like the fun part is in the very beginning, all the differences in the brands was like, okay, how do we make this work? Because, I mean, here's the thing. CrossFit boxes, they were looking for ways to make more revenue, and that's mm-hmm. where you guys really got your niche going in that time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, back in that time when you were creating products, you guys had one point had three different pre-workouts, I want to say. Kick-In, Adrenal Prime, mm-hmm. and Crex. Adrenal, Adrenal Prime became kick in. So it would have been um, activate, which is a different form. Oh, that's right. Now. Activate. Uh, Adrenal Prime and, and Crex. What What do you see now, Brian, compared to these? So we have all these like direct to consumer internet brands that 
seemingly are just never ending. There's just mm-hmm. a new brand starting every day. TikTok right? brands. Is that what the, is that what we can call I, them? I think so. Yeah. Cause okay. they're, they're all influencer driven. Right. With that being said, do you see them, any of them actually gaining any traction with loyalty long-term? Have we seen any of that happen yet? Steel supplements comes to mind. Maybe they, they have to be attached to a personality from what I've seen. They do. I think the best example of one, they're almost too big to call them a TikTok brand, but, but C-Bum, I, I don't mm-hmm. like, he's so popular mm-hmm. and so, so such a vast following. I think that's escape velocity to the point where you probably don't need to spend much outside marketing dollar outside of I mean, he, he's going to reach 20 million people. Yeah. Uh, His, uh, post. To be fair to him, he also is in a, he's a subsidiary of raw. It's yeah. Raw well, it is raw. All the, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the same stuff. So I'm saying with that being said, it's like he already had an established brand as far as product, mm-hmm. you know, because he, he, really teamed, he teamed up. Sure. Right. But I feel like steel supplements just started on its own. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Ghost, I feel like would probably be, would you thought, would you call that internet brand as well? That's direct to consumer that, but are they always attached to GNC so from the I beginning? Said, correct me. They're a GNC brand. Right. Well, yeah. yeah and Guzman was their face, mm-hmm. right? Christian Guzman. So I guess, yeah. I mean, there's Transparent Labs, which was like straight off the internet only, mm-hmm. right? And then they started partnering with brands. We were talking before. Alpha Lion. Yeah. Rise, Alpha Lion. We were talking before the podcast a little bit about, you know, stats um, that you guys had looked at as far as supplements and, and basically the growth of the supplement industry over the next five years. You want to kind of elaborate on what we were talking about as far as those stats go? Yeah. So we, I was telling Kyle, I don't know if you were in there, we were, we were talking, we work with a company called AdSmith you may have heard of. They, they do a lot of, they do help us with a lot of our outside marketing uh, and they'll come up with all kinds of stats and stuff. So we go into 2024 helping us reach our target market and what, what's the market look like from year to year. This has been, I mean, to say the least, this has been an interesting year in the industry and couple of like not alarming but cool stats 22.7 billion dollars was spent in 2022 on supplements in, in just in the u.s alone wow um that's a growing industry it is um, yeah. so we'll get into it was um there are adult american adults over the age of 25 take between one 76 percent of them take between one and three supplements every day um you have the protein alone that category powdered protein is projected to increase 3.9% a year over the next 10 years. So you look at all 10 years from now, 140% greater growth or greater consumption of powdered protein. For a lot of the same reason people take supplements now, it's filling a gap that's lacking. I think people realize that um, protein consumption, prioritizing protein is going to be key to metabolism, um, muscle mass development, all that stuff. So as it's also got to be, yeah, it's got to be the the increase in education that's happening at mm-hmm. the same time as, it's you becoming know, more common knowledge. Grocery, grocery yeah. is, you know, like buying steak or buying chicken now right. is more expensive than it it's is. ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Protein per serving is, is getting high. Uh, and you're seeing it more in, in grocery stores and, and places where it's, it's more readily available. It's more accepted. It's not, you know, it used to be, uh, are you, are you going to get on some protein? You're going to get on some protein? Like this. Gonna getting get on, on some right. protein. Am I yeah. going to get on chicken breast? What is that? You know, but, yeah. but to, to uh. people before that's, that's where it starts. You know, you're going to get on creatine, like, well, creatine's in, in red meat, it's yeah. spinach. It's, um, and I think it's become more accepted and, and, and more widely available. You're going to see those numbers go up. Interestingly, it's actually already, um, superseded the, the pre pandemic numbers in terms of what, uh, what has been bought. And this is cool for, for stores like S2, Kyle and I were talking about this, the, it's almost 80% of supplements are purchased in person versus online, mm-hmm. which you always think like, well, it's gotta be online. But a lot of that one, one, <clears throat> one thing that's going to drive that is consumables. Grocery okay. stores carrying more stuff. You have to take that into account. People are going to go grab their vitamins. Now maybe some proteins and stuff at the grocery store. So that's, that's considered in person too. But the big thing is, I think this is a good thing. It's, it's interest. People who are interested in being fit, they're, they're, there's a lot more knowledge out there, uh, more places to learn about things. And when it's, uh, I, I was telling guys like us, if we were accountants, we weren't in the industry, we, we stopped buying protein at stores a long time ago, if we're being honest. Just like, I don't, I don't really don't go shop for shoes anymore. I don't have time. I'll order them. But if I was really a runner and I'm really interested in being a better runner as I'm learning, I would go to a place like Ridge Runner Sports and I would get on the treadmill. And I would learn about the best shoes from a specialized feet. place. Yeah. I would want, I would want a service, not just the product. And that for supplements is so important that you have a place that you can trust. And this is where I think supplement store owners, 
sometimes can miss the mark is they think they're just selling supplements, but really what you're providing, you're selling supplements, but you need to provide a service. And if you provide that service along with a product, that's, that's how you're going to win and get that return customer. And so with that, I think that's why more people are going and purchasing supplements at a store like this, where they can get some education and background behind it. Mm-hmm. And educated customer is the best kind of customer. Make you can an have. informed buying decision. They're, they're going to be informed themselves. They're going to tell other people. And that's what we want. We want, we want people for us, if we're making quality efficacious products, we want people to, to know what that, what it's about. We want uh, well-educated people explaining it. And so they come back to the store and get it. Well, I appreciate that you have that thought process because that's the only thing that we feel like it provides the best kind of value, you know, for the consumer. And I, I also, you know, just from, from the standpoint of trying, like that gives me a little bit of hope from the standpoint of trying to make America healthier. You know, it seems like more and more people are kind of focusing on health now. And it's like, we need that because America is now more unhealthy than we've ever been. You know, and if, if people are, you know, eating more protein, obviously that's going to make a big difference in, in body composition over time. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gives me, you know, hope that, uh, that we can kind of turn around the obesity issue that we've been dealing with well, as a country. On top of that, our, our stores are, I think we're seeing from our consumers. Um, this is what I think is really cool. So we're getting more people that are looking for health or looking for wellness. They're not looking for the aesthetic, right? You know, they're not coming in saying like, I want to have six pack abs. I want to have, you know, they're, I'm, I'm looking to be ripped this no, summer. I mean, and of course that happens and, that, mainstream. and that's mm-hmm. cool. But it's, it's been, it's been fun to have a lot more customers coming in saying like, I'd really like to just feel healthy. I'd like to feel good. I'd like to improve right. my wellness every day, you know? And yeah. like we we might be selling less supplements to that customer, which is great because they're in to their own health for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not afraid to come in for that. You also might be selling more because as they get out, like I, I think we've expanded our line greatly in the last 10 years. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we started in 2006 with, pre-workouts, which is the most, uh, unloyal category. Yeah. Disloyal. Yeah. And and I'm not, I'm not blaming the customer. I get it. It, Mm -hmm. it, It's especially it's a, it's a young demographic and you might sell a kick in a Creex to someone and they come in a month later. Like, how'd you like that kick in dude? Awesome. Best pre-workout I ever had. You want to grab another one? Now what else you got? Yeah. Let's try something new. It's a feeling they want to try it. They want to do that. But as we, as our brand has matured, probably along with myself and our other owners, it's gotten more into like, how, how can, what's the longevity look like? Yeah. How can we be healthier longer? What are the gaps? Cause pre-workout is, it's not filling any gap. Mm-hmm. And really when you're thinking about supplements, you want to fill those gaps in where your health drops off. Yeah. Right? It's, I, I think, honestly, I think it starts with like trace mineral complex mm-hmm. and that in, in addressing the lack of, um, well, if you want to get geeky, mm-hmm. it, it goes to like, take, take just that for an example. Um, trace minerals are going to be, in, in most American diets, even a guy like me, like I'm, I try to eat very well-rounded, very healthy. But when you consider, <clears throat> I don't buy everything at Whole Foods. I don't eat all organic. And even if I did, getting all the colorful, all the all the uh, fruits and veggies and stuff it would take is very difficult. And if you look at packaging of products and the nutrition facts it lists, I'm not talking macronutrients, I'm talking micronutrients. There, if you go, if you were to go test that, and this has been done, if you were to go test that product on the micronutrients that it says on the package that it, it, what should be in there versus what's actually in there would be vastly different a lot of times. And a lot of it's done to monocrop agriculture. So the way fruit trees and plants that we eat are supposed to be grown is, is they grow up birds, things, humans eat them, but then they fall to the ground, they decay and those nutrients go back in the ground. But when you have monocrop agriculture, it's going to break it down to one of three reasons why you need a micronutrient, a trace mineral complex. Vitamins are a different thing. I think people put a lot, they call it the vitamin, vitamin mineral category, but let's really talk about trace minerals, what people are missing. Cause that's, that's what's coming out of the ground. Mm-hmm. So when you have this monocrop agriculture, we grow, a, we grow the plant, we cut the plant off the top. It pulls the nutrients out into that fruit or vegetable. We cut it off and we eat it. It doesn't, it doesn't degrade. It doesn't go back into the soil. So you're constantly pulling the same nutrients season after season out of the soil. That's great. We've, we've found a really good way to feed a vast population, but not a good way at replacing the, the nutrients. We still get the calories, but not the same nutrition. The second reason is even the animal meats we eat, chicken, beef, uh, and fish are fed a lot of pellets and, and corn and stuff. They're fed the same monocrop agriculture. They're not allowed typically to go out forage free range. And so they're fed, unfortunately, corn a lot, which is pretty devoid of nutrients in the first place. It's monocrop agriculture. We can grow those animals very quickly on a high calorie, low nutrient diet. So when we eat those nutrients, those red meats and stuff that should be really rich in minerals, they're devoid of minerals again. And lastly, the third reason is transport. We're so good. If, if you live in Minnesota, you can still eat tropical fruit 12 months out of the year. 
which is awesome. It's amazing. Right? Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You can get oranges from Florida. You can get bananas from South America and the islands 12 months out of the year. And it's, it's a frozen tundra in Minnesota mm-hmm. for six months. <clears throat> but that banana has to be picked weeks or months before it becomes ripe. And when a fruit becomes ripe on the vine, it's being fed those nutrients from the ground again, right? Those minerals from the ground are going to be feeding that kind of its blood cycle. It's going to be feeding that banana. So if you pick it at the peak, if you ever go down to <clears throat> an island like St. Lucia and you eat a you eat a banana off a tree when it's really ripe, it tastes very different than it mm-hmm. tastes in your kitchen. That's because it's picked at the peak of freshness. And when you pick that well before it's ripe, those starches inside that fruit, they're going to slowly turn to sugars in transit as it gets to you and you eat it. But it doesn't have the same nutrient content because you picked it from its source of those nutrients. So those not monocrop agriculture, animals devoid of free range, and then transport is a way that you can get a massive amount of calories distributed to a huge population, but they're all going to be devoid of micronutrients. We, we almost have, <clears throat> you don't have a, you have a simultaneously an obesity epidemic and a very malnourished population. So I always start with people say, what, what should I supplement with? Take a trace mineral complex. Address the, it's going to be very hard to ask your body to do anything, whether it's build muscle, lose weight, increase performance, if you're not addressing the basic micronutrient needs at the cellular level. And that's, why, <clears throat> that's why a trace mineral complex, mineral complex would always be the first thing I recommend. And how, that's how we formulate our essentials. Is It's a trace mineral complex first, and then we added uh, some immunovitamins, some vitamin D, K2, vitamin C, zinc, um, B vitamins uh, to help turn over energy production. The, the the source of it, the kind of the, the base level of it is a trace mineral complex. Dude, I love that, man. I appreciate that explanation too, because I think so many people have never heard that kind of in-depth explanation. So yeah. the, the why that. is important. Yeah. The, the why is important when you're trying to fill a gap or you're trying to decide what, well, here, should I take? here's the thing too, is a lot of people, you know, when we're talking to them and recommending, you know, vitamin mineral complex, um, they're in their head thinking, well, I can just buy that for, you know, 10 bucks at Costco. Right. And they don't understand the differences in the types of minerals and, and basically what they're bonded to. And then also, you know, the way that the, the actual pill is made, yeah. you know, and how, how the production of the pill yeah. is made. It's a hard press, <clears throat> a hard press pill coated Vir- with shellac, which is what you coat furniture with and your tent with. And, and most of those end up in the sewer, or the septic tank. Yeah. yeah. The emulsified vitamins. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they mostly have the vitamins. They're, they're not, um, not they're not a, a, we all use all the, all chelated mineral stuff. A lot of times these, these vitamins stuff, they put them, they're just synthetic vitamins. Your body's not going to absorb. Mm-hmm. So it's, you can check the box that I took my Centrum. I took my one a day, but you didn't absorb any of that. Right. Yeah. You, that, that needs That's the unfortunate part, man. These are the things that like we have to address. Um, it gives supplements a bad name in general because of course, you know, people are basing their, their thought process of the quality of supplements mm-hmm. based on the lowest quality. Well, they're, they're also getting right. recommendations maybe from, from a doctor that is telling you, oh, you can just take a syndrome. Or I've even seen doctors now say you don't need you don't to need take, take a vitamin. Yeah, I, I actually was talking to a guy on a plane. He was asking me what I do, and I explained it. He was like, can I ask you some questions? I said, sure. And I went, I, this is why I would take these. Well, I I went to my doctor, and <clears throat> I was critically low on vitamin D levels or single digits, which is nothing, right? Right. And he said, and I told her I was taking uh, a multivitamin. She goes, don't take multivitamin. They don't do anything. I'm like, well... The multivitamin you were taking, you're right, didn't do anything. Yeah. He's like, so she put me on a high level of vitamin D, and and that brought my levels up. I felt better and good that she recommended taking vitamin D. It's really more of a hormone anyway. You can get into like the sun exposure and stuff. You should get to to have your body synthesize vitamin D. It's the only vitamin we can make in our bodies. Um, but we go back and look at that the bottle of that Centrum or the one a day, and they try to put so much shit in there just to fill out the label and the RDA, the recommended mm-hmm. daily allowance, which mm-hmm. is. Again, not what we're missing, that the vitamin D will be 200 I use, 400 I use, maybe. Yeah. Like, I, I take 10,000 n- I use. Nothing. You need 2,500 yeah. I use of <laughs> vitamin D. Yeah. So they're getting it on the label to, you know, to check that box, but they're not addressing the need of the body that's that t- that's taking it. Yeah. yeah, yeah man, it's, it, it's all from the, the viewpoint of like what's going to make someone buy versus what's actually going to deliver the result. Well, well right? what's, what's crazy to me is that most doctors that are saying that are quoting that from that population study right and if you think about it you know if you're looking at it that it's not a controlled trial it's it's a population study it's done off a um a survey right and most people are going to be taking a vitamin that is from a big box store Mm -hmm. right and so it's it's crazy that that there's not a more critical thinking about like well we should probably dig into you know 
what specific vitamin they were taking. Was it actually being absorbed? You know what I'm saying? Before. Right. Are, are they, are, you know, the, the um, vitamin D, vitamin K, vitamin A, these are all fat soluble vitamins. Are you, are you, mm-hmm. are you educating the person to take it with a meal containing some fats? Yeah, fats. There, there's yeah. a lot of uh, vitamin D in particular. It's, it's, it's made, you could argue that's the most important vitamin that's not actually a vitamin that you could take. But 66% of it, you know, it's two thirds are going to be completely wasted if you're not taking it with a fat. So that 10,000 IU you're taking doesn't count. And, and that just the ease of one a day, a centrum one, like that's what, that's what sells. Cause it's exactly. not sex, like for ours, yeah. our, ours is six double O capsules mm-hmm. a day. And well, I don't want to take that many capsules. Yeah. But I, I don't want to go for a run either. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> Do you want to take, you want to eat raw, eat raw vegetables or, you know, organic vegetables right. off the vine? Yeah. Yeah. Pick, um, pick your heart. But, um, it's the same thing it with like, uh, omega threes and fish oil too. It's like people undertake, you know, they kind of check the box on oh, that too. Like they'll be taking what they need. Yeah. On they'll be taking side. such a small amount that I'm like, just don't take anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just save your money or actually take an effective fish dose. Fish oil is super tricky when it comes to dosing. Yeah. When, when you talk to people, cause a lot, a lot of the, on the front of the bottle, it always is like, Oh yeah, it's always fifteen hundred milligrams or twelve hundred milligrams. Yeah, fish oil, not omega three. Right. Yeah. That, so that's like measuring the, the size of the Tylenol capsule and not looking at the back of the acetaminophen. Like if you said, "Hey, I need," I, it's like saying fish oil doesn't work. Well, how much are you taking? Well, seventy five milligrams of of EPA and DHA, which yeah. is a lot, that's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. But if you said I have a headache and and I said, "Well, here, Jeff, take some Tylenol," and you said, no, "Tylenol doesn't work for me for headaches," but we looked at the back of that Tylenol and you took fifty milligrams, like well, I give you ten percent. Of what it takes to 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 help alleviate a headache. I'm not recommending taking Tylenol when you have a headache. Uh, <laughs> get hydrated, take some salt, get some caffeine in you. It's good for but, your uh, you know liver. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the other the other part the other part of that is is so it's not just the the size of the capsule, but it's it's um, <clears throat> the amount of EPA DHA in the capsule. And then what's tricky with the uh, fish oil is the serving size. So sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is a pretty efficacious dose. It's got 400 EPA. Uh, 300 DHA. Well, I got to take three capsules to get that. And mm-hmm. you can find that if you get a quality one. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of quality ones. One pill, yeah. We're here, we're here, we're talking about Titan. If you find that, you can find what we call a triple strength one. You can find 700 milligrams per capsule. So you don't have to take that many. Well, it might be more expensive than grabbing that sundown version, whatever it is off the shelf at the grocery store. Uh, it's going to be cheaper to buy the higher end version per yeah. capsule. That it, you know, gram for gram, you're going to get a lot better. Yeah, any of those bottles that have a yellow lid typically are like the ones I'm like, Oof. hey guys, that's just, they're not even there to help you, you know? Um, bottom line, dude, uh, I'm so psyched that you, you know, you're giving us these in depth explanations. I want to go move um, into another product that I think um, has been extremely, extremely helpful for the masses if they just knew about more about it. Can you talk to us about NAC? NAC, yeah. Mm-hmm. N-acetylcysteine. So, um, NAC, we, we slow that one down for everybody again, one more time, because they want to do some Googling. Sure. It, it's, um, it's the, um, N-acetylcysteine. It's the supplement form of the amino acid cysteine. Um, it's orally available. Um, we, we do have, we as do much have as people are trying now. to get rid of it. Yeah. So we got to ban it. NAC has really been a problem. You know, we got to get it off the market. It's too effective. Causing a big deal. (laughs) I, we didn't make it. We didn't make NAC for a long time. Um, but so here's how I first heard of it. Um, was just in the bodybuilding community. NAC is a really great, you can get all kinds of liver health supplements, et cetera. Um, it's great at, um, alleviating the high liver enzyme count, but you, you want anytime you introduce, let's just say anytime you introduce, um, Synthetic testosterone, anabolic steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those on are go through liver and they can be hard to liver. Liver's response is to raise your ASTs, GGTs, these, these liver enzymes that are your liver trying to heal itself. And, um, NAC was a very popular, I mean, for 30 years, um, don't quote me on the amount of time, but 30 years, you, you I believe, give or take, you could, you could take NAC and help, um, alleviate some of these liver issues. Um, lower your lower your uh, enzyme level now then in i don't know the exact year but it was around covid they discovered or or i don't know if it was discovered then or or highlighted then that NAC also reduces viral replication and so what viral replication is when you come in contact with a virus covid the flu you name it um one is viral load. How much did you, you know, did you sneeze on my face or did we share a drink, right? Mm-hmm. How much viral load did I get? And the amount of, um, am I exposed? Did I get sick? How sick did I get is how quickly that virus can replicate versus how quickly does your immune system 
stop that virus and reverse the replications. So your, your, your body responds, it fights the virus, and it, it kills that, that, those virus cells. So <clears throat> NAC helps stop viral replications. It helps your body fight a virus. Uh, typically, we recommend if just on a, on a, let's say it's cold and flu season, your kids are starting school, you want to be a little more fortified, take 600 uh, micrograms a day. Um, milligrams, excuse me. If you are actually come in contact and you get sick, uh, then you can bump that up for a week or two to about 2,400. Um, but there are people right now trying to, they're lobbying the FDA to make NAC a prescription only. So instead of getting 250 servings, you, your family can share for a month for, was it $25? Mm-hmm. They would like to, I mean, we all kind of know what happens when it goes into pharma. You're going to pay three times that, but insurance is in on it too. So they're going to, they're going to kick in. Uh, charge your insurance company. Or, no, dude, they no, wouldn't, they wouldn't do, do that. that. Uh, they they wouldn't like, make it more difficult to, to, to access quality stuff. Yeah. 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 Try so, and turn a ridiculous profit like that. They've no. never taken a, a harmless supplement off the shelf and made it a, a never, pharmaceutical. Right? Never, never. It happens. doesn't happen. <laughs> it may happen this one time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so right now, uh, now foods actually is, uh, there's no, there's no supplement lobby. Mm-hmm. No, there's no, there's no sub lobby, but I've, I've heard now foods is trying to fight it. So it's on the watch list, which is a nice thing that, uh, that's happened in the supplement industry. There's a watch list before it goes banned. So we're watching it still available now. Um, <clears throat> we watch big websites to kind of see what, uh, if they're still carrying it, we're, we're going to still have it out there, but imagine. So I guess, can you break down for the listeners? What, um, how a supplement could be banned when it hasn't been proved to be dangerous at all? And do you it's actually because, know the answer? Yeah. <laughs> because most of the time, most of the time it's when crazy. things are banned, they, there is some kind of sliver of like, well, it causes dehydration. Well, it has this or that. That one guy died. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So it, um, that's part of it. Part of it is, and it comes to dosing, right? Like, um, it's dose dependent. What What's harmful. What's not like. No one's banning caffeine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you uh, talked about yeah. aspirin. But ephedra, you, you know, that, people, was that the Orioles pitcher? It was shoot. the infamous story where he, you know, put on a sweatsuit and mm-hmm. took way too much of it and right. went out and ran and was in, a, in a sauna suit. There, so there's some wrestlers <laughs> that, that had died or had cardiac arrest, but they were also uh, dehydrated in a sauna suit sitting in a sauna and they'd taken ephedrin. Um, a lot of things like uh, picotropin, I think, become became a psychopharmaceutical. You know, for, Unbelievable. For heading, for, for helping out with yeah. uh, depression and, and whatnot but yeah what's what happens i i it's a conspiracy maybe but i think like uh probably the the biggest ephedrine was big um andro right so like 19 norandrodione and stuff this is the this is what mark mcguire was taking Mm -hmm. um that's it that's all he was he was not taking growth hormone he was not no no (laughs) just some stuff you could buy at his three-letter mall stories his head grew that much naturally but let's say if you had it i mean and and part of i think it is responsible retailers too you also have retailers um that kind of ruin it for everybody because they'll sell it to they'll sell to the 14 year old Mm -hmm. right andrew wasn't hurting anybody it really wasn't like and and guys were taking it anyway right they're getting it uh, underground if you will in in exogenous forms of testosterone analogs of testosterone which is all that all it really was, it's and, uh, an analog of nandrolone that, that passed through the liver. But uh, as soon as a pharmaceutical company can say, hey, we could profit off of this and, and uh, low T is a really big deal. We could make andro gel. Let's go, let's go lobby the FDA to get this pulled off supplement shelves. Then you see it put into a product and sold through thousands of dollars versus $60. Correct. Yeah. Now for a few hundred bucks a month, you can get andro gel. Same effect, different modality of application, but that's that's typically what happens. Is if it if it works, if it's uh, something that the, the pharmaceutical companies, whether it's Merck, uh, you, you name it, but if they think they can profit from it and they have a reason they can, like in acetylcysteine, if we see that in a in a in a pharmaceutical form, it won't just be in acetyl. It'll be methylated, yeah. or it'll be uh, in acetylcysteine ethyls, where they add an alcohol onto it or something, mm-hmm. and then that's that's the patented version of it since we're talking about this what do you think uh you know when you look at like uh the test booster market it's calmed down on the um pro-hormone side of things and it is really popular now on the SARM side of things yeah those are still like gray area products um what's your opinions on SARMs um so I'm not an expert on SARMs uh I'm familiar, I guess. SARMs and there's SERMs too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
some of them are, are great. I mean, and you can lump, I'd put peptides in the same, right. In the same category. I think like, uh, I, I take an oral BPC, BPC one, five, seven. I think it's great. I've, uh, ulcerative colitis. It's, um, I've remained in, in remission, but it's through really good. You talk about, um, being really lean all the time. It's just being like super disciplined because that's what's best for my body. Is so why I don't, I don't fuck around much, um, with different stuff, but I do, I'm really careful with what I take. So, um, I, I couldn't go tell you, I know like all the rad one forties and all, all the, all the different, um, compounds. I know that like, it just, the reason I brought that up was because that SARMs were introduced to the market because of, um, people who were, had cancer and trying mm-hmm. to, uh, maintain muscle tissue while they had cancer. I think it's like Austrian and rad. Austrian. Right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> I didn't know if, you know, if it was one of those things where, um, it's similar situation where, you know, you people, just, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, I was just saying it, if as it was far as them going pharmaceutical, mm-hmm. I think, I think the popularity of them will determine if they get too popular, then they'll go pharmaceutical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, I think are, are in the limited research and stuff we have on them. Or it looks good so far. Like I, I think if, if we're all sitting here, this is let's, let's take cardivine for example. Mm-hmm. I think you could find a lot of studies that show cardivine is actually heart healthy. I know people on here are like, oh, you shouldn't, you should say that. And there was a, the, who's a CrossFitter that in 2018 that got busted. Um, is cardarine the one that like increases your metabolic or your cardiovascular, uh, cardiovascular output, yeah. output like crazy? It does. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's supposed to be very heart healthy though. And you kind of, you could kind of understand that, you know, in the way it works. I'm trying to think, I know it helps with the uh, blood sugar stabilization. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the mechanism that makes you a cardio freak when you take it, but I cardio in a bottle is what they call it yeah. within that. Uh, I think he's come back and he's been forgiven, but Ricky. Oh yeah. Gerard. Ricky Gerard. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's what he was uh, popped for taking and, and it'd be a great CrossFit drug. At <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> least. Yeah. Well you, well, you mentioned a good point earlier. Um, you know, as we're talking about this with mm-hmm. SARMs and so forth and just, if it works really well, you know, watch it get banned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just mentioned, you know, you have UC, ulcerative colitis. Mm-hmm. You struggle with that. BPC 157 mm-hmm. helps with that. And I believe that is now, on the watch list, if you will. It's always been. Yeah. I I, I thought it was just on the list of things that are not going to be able to be available to be sold anymore. It never was like in supplement stores. No, 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 no. I'm with you. Oh no. I know. It's for research purposes only. Correct. Research only on, on a peptide site. Yeah. I have a very trusted source. You know, another one I've, I've used is, uh, the MK six, seven, seven. Um, it is a growth hormone secretagogue. Um, I believe safer and you could go back and forth on, on whether growth hormone uh, in of itself is, is safe versus unsafe. I don't think I would make an argument for like, Hey, it's totally safe guys. Everybody should take it. Sure. Um, I think those, again, those depend on what you're, what you're using. But, um, the, the, the MK as a growth hormone secretagogue entices me a little more. I think it does. It has a lot of, it increases ghrelin, um, on the stomach. It does increase your growth hormone output rather than putting the, the hormone in your body. Um, that's one. So it, it's kind of like with, like with pro hormones and other things, like you kind of you lump everything in together. I, I think there's, there's probably some that are going to be like, Hey, this isn't long-term. This isn't good for you. And we should really stay away from this one. I don't think we've, we've separate. I, I certainly don't know. I'm sure there are people that know, and you probably find supplement store owners that know more about it than I do. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not something we deal with a lot. I know a little bit. Well, we stopped out a few. Yeah. We, we, I think we carried them for a brief amount of time and then they became, um, they got, put onto the, you know, expected to be banned list. And mm-hmm. we stopped carrying them pretty right, you know, pretty close yeah. to the right away. And that was around the same time that, you know, the Blackstone labs, you know, super drawl and all of those mm-hmm. were getting banned. And so that's when we kind of just stepped away and said, ah, that's not what we are as a company. Yeah. And so we want to keep having these issues where we're having products that we carry no longer being able to be sold, obviously. And, and same for us. Like, they, they, like, I would never vote for more regulation, but there's, and there's some areas where more regulation wouldn't hurt. Um, not, not because I think SARMs are bad. It's because if I'm buying a SARM, I really want to know what it is. Right? Yeah. So if, if I'm getting the MK, like I, I really want a trusted source and I know, I know where I'm getting it because who knows what's in that bottle. So, um, we'll see. I, I, that's one I, I don't, I don't deal enough. I've, I've around it. I think our, we'll call it our industry, um, is maybe a little parallel with the, with the, SARM, SERMs, and and uh, peptides, but it's nothing I've dived into personally to know a lot about it or where it's going. We mm-hmm. have one more product that I wanted to touch on because it's so unique, and I just wanted to kind of ask how your experience with it has has gone since you guys have launched it, but the mTOR. 
Am I saying that right? mTOR, yeah. yeah. So mTOR is just nomenclature for protein synthesis, um, <clears throat> muscle protein synthesis. It is a phosphatidic acid-based product, PA for short. Mm-hmm. Uh, phosphatidic acid increases um, mTOR or protein synthesis. So think of, we're talking about hormones. If you want to know, like, well, how does testosterone or other anabolic steroids really work, okay? And any, any anabolic steroid, talk about a growth-type steroid, is, and this is not mTOR, it's not a steroid, but if you want to know, like, the mechanisms with they work, why do you get, so they have different properties of them. Some are more, you know, have more water retention, some dry you out. But really what you're doing is, through an anabolic pathway, is you're turning on protein synthesis, okay? You're just, you're just flipping that switch for your body. Your hormones send signals, Okay, hormone sends signals, amino acids send signals, and, and an anabolic hormone sends a signal to take uh, the amino acids that your body ingests from proteins, break them up into individual amino acids, and reconstruct muscle tissue with them. Um, so that is, there's an anabolic pathway. Phosphatidic acid is a non-anabolic pathway of turning on protein synthesis. This does it um, 700% over placebo. Um so that turns on that anabolic pathway about 700% over placebo. So I would look at it like, think of like your body's uptaking amino acids through a straw to build muscle with. Taking a phosphatidic acid is like now you're blowing through a garden hose, those amino acids. Other things like leucine that's in the mTOR product um, also help increase muscle protein synthesis. So you have kind of two pathways and um, for the same goal for increasing protein synthesis. We put some other stuff in it, boron, which is uh, a non, is considered a non-essential uh, mineral it's on the RDA. But it is one of those uh, minerals that is lacking um, in in the American diet. So we put some boron in there. That's going to be important for uh, hormone production, both men and women. Leucine, uh, as I mentioned. Um, yeah, and Z- ZMA in there, too. Here, here's, yeah. here's something that uh, listeners might not be fully aware of that you could probably expand on. Why is black pepper extract in so many products? Well, I'm really deliberating what it is. So in this product, black pepper actually, Bioprin, the trademark version, um, helps increase uh, absorption availability, bioavailability. Why it's in every product is because we buy Bioprin at a rate that putting it at five milligrams in a product costs nothing per unit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why you see it in so many products. So sometimes like we put bioprint in, well, well, it's protein. You're not going to have any trouble absorbing yeah. it. You know, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah, maybe some digestive enzymes. Yeah, I just think a lot of people don't understand that it, there's certain things, you know, basically back to what we were talking about with the fat-soluble vitamins, that there's certain things, certain ingredients that, you know, if you think about if if you were ingesting a an ingredient, you know, naturally, like let's say you were in, ingesting, you know, um, any kind of ingredient naturally it's like you're going to eat it in food that food is going to have other ingredients that are going to help with the absorption of it Mm -hmm. as well and with supplements you have to add things like black pepper extract or you have to eat you know a fat soluble vitamin with fat Mm -hmm. um, to help with the absorption of it i don't think a lot of people understand that if you see bioprint in a supplement that is an absorption agent that is in there whether all the ingredients needed or not it's it's to increase the bioavailability of the ingredients in the other ingredients in that product so Bioprint in of itself, uh, I believe it's black pepper is a bit of an anti-inflammatory. In that amount, it's probably just in there as an absorptive agent. Mm-hmm. You guys are, are, you know, Titan, you guys are obviously a na- nationwide retailer. You guys have a council over the country. Um, with retail since COVID, right, I think we've seen a lot of stores go by the wayside. Have you noticed that as well? Yeah, no, I mean, not just since COVID. I think um, it's a weird economy right now. And, and, and here, just here recently, we've been traveling around a lot and visiting stores in, in all parts of the country. And, um, the industry is, I don't think struggling, I, I'll tell you what, I don't think if we visited any other industry, we'd find it much different. And it's, sure. it's hard to see from the outside. If you're, you know, if you're shopping supplements, there's a lot of companies and there are a lot of companies doing well. Uh, we had a big, um, <clears throat> event down in Oklahoma and one of the reps down there made a quote. He said the 2024 event of this half, these reps will be here. And I think that's true. It's been, I hate to say it's been too, I, I'm not rooting for, for uh, any kind of economic crash, any kind of slowdown, but I think it's just what it is. I think there's going to be a reset. It's been too easy for too long. COVID, COVID was terrible in a lot of ways. It also threw a lot of cash out there and made it really easy to start a business, to get keep, stay in business when maybe you shouldn't have. Um, and that's kind of drying up right now. There's, other, there's things completely out of our control too. You have what's, um, what's going to happen with China and Taiwan. 
you know, that, that whether, whether we think about it a lot or not, there's people that are looking at that and they, they get a little tighter with their wallet. Same with Ukraine, same with, with, uh, Israel, Gaza and all that. Yeah. So I think you're, you're looking at these anytime you have, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, in an, in an area where there's conflict, you look at oil prices and when oil prices go up, transportation of everything, everything not, not goes just proteins up, and vitamins, everything goes up. So I think people are aware of that. It's also an election year. I know you guys have a ton of confidence in the administration. I'm a little more skeptical. So <laughs> Jeff just look at me. Don't make face. me, don't make me talk about <laughs> politics on this podcast, Brian. I'm a little more skeptical. Honestly, I'm more skeptical about anyone who gets in office of our, of the front runners right now. I don't so watch I, the news. Yeah. Don't, um, don't. Yeah. I, I, so um, I think when, you know, you kind of politicians it. just want the best for us, man. They're they just do. looking out for they us. Do. They do. really they care do. about the yeah. American people. I take my, my servant leadership. My yeah. advice is to act like a politician in times like this and only take care of those closest to you and those ripples slightly out of there. Mm-hmm. And as the, as it gets bigger, you kind of have to like, you know, there's not a whole lot I can do about what's going on in Israel right now. So I mm-hmm. want to take care of the, the three other people that live in my house. Uh, those I go to work with and, and my, my family and friends that are closest to me. I want to, I want to build relationships like this because there's not a damn thing we can do about, uh, you don't have any black or any flags in your uh, profile, you know, no, some, no. some Palestine Zero. or Zero. Jeff wants Israel flags in his pro- profile. But. Free them. Yeah. Free Israel. Yeah. Free Israel. <laughs> That's how much wanna, Jeff doesn't wanna, watch this. I want to go on record and say free Israel. Free them all. Um, yeah, dude. I, I, I do hey, think that I don't. Th- and, then, and just to be very like fair, this is in no way trying to be disrespectful uh, to those who are really passionate about those subjects. Um, it's just uh, I'm not trying to make other more problems in my life that I already have. Mm-hmm. I I have problems I need to solve right now, mm-hmm. so I'm going to focus on those. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's even with like with the election stuff. I'm not saying go don't go vote, but if you re- if you really want to affect like yourself and your community, your household, like focus on your local elections. Like I look at you know your immediate family, your friends, your local community, your city, your state. Like in that order, yeah. people have it completely backwards. They're worried about what's going on around the world. Yeah, man, I go to my neighborhood uh, council meetings for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, for real though. That, that's re- that's really what's going to make your life better. We, mm-hmm. we we live on a farm. We we know our neighbors. We have people around us that we that we love and trust, and and that's who, that's who I'm concerned about and worry about. Um, Imagine not, if you just never turn on the TV. How nice, yeah. You know, things could be. Not because I don't think there's situations that are tragic. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing I can do about them. I don't I don't want to be the naysayer in all this, but I feel like that's become a problem because basically national politics power has been consolidated into national politics more than it should have ever you know there should be more power at the local level than there is at the national level and it feels like it's opposite of that right now and it's entertainment yeah it is the news entertainment Mm -hmm. yeah uh you know people like to get mad and yell about the 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 sunday night football game the monday night football game but Politics, they can get mad all the time. And people like that. <laughs> As humans, we like to worry, right? We, we were always worried. We were always, you always like scarcity, right? You always, um, you're, you're always foraging and hunting and you had that reward and you get excited and stuff. And so we mm-hmm. lost that. We lost that ability to, to be focusing on the here and now. Yeah. But we still have the worry. We still have the, you know, it's in our DNA to worry. So we worry about everything, you know? How do you, how do go, you go talk to your mom? Yeah. She's worried about everything. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> well, dude, as we take this turn, how, how, go, go ahead, ask your question. Kyle, so I'm going to turn this, I'm going to turn this uh, topic a little bit. I was going to say, how, how do you, you know, obviously war, having a lot of, you know, having employees, having accounts across the country, how do you just focus on, um, how do you turn out, tune out the noise? Like what's your, what's your go-to, you know, is it working out? Is it, you know, what hobbies do you have outside of that that help you with, uh, with not getting wrapped up in the mm-hmm. bullshit that is the news. We don't have TV. Oh, you don't have a TV in your house? We have TV. We don't have like cable. Oh, you don't have cable? Don't have cable. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm never getting the car and turn on the radio. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a, you, ha- you also, um, you spoke about this once and I thought it was like one of your best posts you've ever made actually. Um, you talked about introspection. Is that my bad? All right. Keeps clicking, sorry. You're all good, dude. You talked about introspection, Brian, and you talked about just the amount of people. We have like a mental health crisis in our country. of so many people that are, um, rather than, I would say, unfortunately, I feel like there's a, I don't know, a swinging of where you have people who are so upset about their mental health 
but they also don't do the things that they need to do to get themselves out of the mental health. Mm-hmm. They use that as their crutch as to not to deal with it or become a victim mentality. It's just a very fine line that people are dancing on, right? What is your thoughts on being introspective and how you can come out of that mental health in a much better way? Because you had a, a whole post about it, and I thought it was really, Did really, I? really well said. You don't know what I'm talking about? I don't remember the post. When you're talking about think, basically thinking inward, it's like, dude, you're always thinking about me, 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 me. And then you make, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So, yeah, I, I think people always look at, they, they, even the term introspect, like, oh, I'm very, I, I sit and I think about how I could be a better person, how I could, and, but a lot of that's what, what's the world done to me and how am I going to deal with it? And what's the, you know, um, it, it's, it's a selfish way of thinking a lot of times. Yeah, how am I going to react when this happens? And, yeah. And you know, what, how does this make me feel? How, how am I being did, perceived? Yeah. Know? What did, and, and how, how can I be perceived? Yeah. Right? I, what can I put out there? And I think sometimes if the, the best thing you can do is it, even that's a, it becomes real negative too. Like it, it's a, it's not a, it's not a healthy way to think, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think, I don't know if I remember the exact post, but I think the purpose of if, if you're, if your goal is to reach out and if you're, if you're not thinking of me and what can I get, what can, what can I uh, transactional relationship. What can, I, what can I glean from this person? What can I get from this? Uh, what's going to make me happy? If you start trying to reach out and you're more focused on connecting with other people, not just making them happy. I'm not talking about like buying them something or do something, but how, how do you like connect with other people and, and give yourself outward that makes that increases your value of yourself. Correct. Too. I, don't, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but, but once, once you do like, it feels good to go out and connect with other people. And, and so that, that constant, like I'm working, I'm working on myself. I'm working on myself right now. Well, that's selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in a sense, it's kind of selfish. Like you should be a good it's person. It's kind of narcissistic. <laughs> right. But like, I'm just taking time to work on myself. That's fine. But what are you doing for other people? Cause that's really what's going to make you feel better. That's the, that's the main point right there is that there's so many people that are working on themselves and, and, you know, taking a mental health day or this or that. And it's like, well, what are you putting out in the world? You know, are you putting any good out? Um, you know, the more you give, the more you get. We hear, we hear this phrase and it's like, really, really sit with that and think about how that actually makes sense. And it's like, how much are you giving? Yeah. And if you're giving, how much are you giving without any form of uh, selfish intent or any kind of keeping score there? Mm-hmm. How much are you giving out of the pure joy of giving? Yeah. And uh, think about how, I mean, like what's going to fill your cup better, right? you know? And so I just, I loved that perspective and uh, it's not something that you typically hear out of a, you know, a supplement uh, company CEO, but uh, I thought it was a really special message. I, I think if you're talking about even, even in the workplace, and this doesn't have to be in supplements or anything, but I think even in the workplace, um, the best way to be, instead of like, well, look at the org, org chart, you see my name at the top, you work, you work for me. I'm, I'm the boss. You're or, not supposed to do this. Or the, or the, or the, the middle <laughs> management person. You know, I had an employee um, been with us for a long time and he, he explained it probably Parker, our graphic designer, great dude. He explained it probably. We were having a conversation. We're just at his house hanging out. He's a big MMA guy. So we go there and watch, watch the fights. We'll meet at Titan, watch the fight. And we were talking about work. He said, you know, you know who my boss is? He said, you're my boss. And so is Angela. So is Tyler. So is Taylor. So is Kelly. Because if someone wants something done, I'm going to try to get it the best I can. I'm going to be a service to everyone here. And the way I look at it, if everyone has that attitude, we don't have to worry about who the boss is. We're all just working for each other. And that, that thought that we're all working for each other, that's, that's true. Like mm-hmm. I, I own Titan, but really Titan owns me. Like I, I, in a, right. Like right. you guys, own, you guys own your own stores. You guys are all mission driven, but, but you're in service of your stores yeah, and of your people there. And if, if you, if you can act um, with a sense of service to everybody, that's how you're going to grow your company. You know, that's how, like, if I want to, like, I can't go, I'm, I'm the boss and I'm the CEO and, and we're going to do what I say. And that's how we're going to grow. No one wants to grow like that. That never works. It's not the best system. The best system to be of service to everyone. And if everyone understands the mission and how they can be of service to other people, again, going back to in, in community or in a, in a business, that's how real growth happens. Mm-hmm. And when you have, when you have that mindset of selflessness versus selfishness, that's how you can get a culture to grow. I do, I do feel like uh, the, the, the younger generation currently is uh, a generation that I've seen that focuses on happiness in a way that maybe I've never seen before, or I guess uh, is, is more dramatic than I've seen in the past that um, you talk about it. It's a destination. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to be happy when, you know, 
And I'm like, hey, man, you know, if you're in your early 20s, you probably don't have any money. You don't have much going for you. Like, you shouldn't be looking online at people that have, you know, are 15 years down the road Mm -hmm. and be like, I'm unhappy because I'm not at the same destination. It's like, dude, you know, and... Comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. But, you know, do you have you ran into that with any of your younger employees that you have at Titan? Yeah. Or like helping them work through that? Sure. I think, um, I think one with employees, they all need to see that everyone can be successful too. Um, Encouragement, man. Sometimes people have to just tell you, hey, man, you can do this too. And they they have to know that they have a stake in the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a Jack stack phrase, but everyone should have a, a stake in the outcome. And if you create a culture where they feel like if we succeed, I succeed, then, then that just the call, I don't talk to you guys about culture, but mm-hmm. just having that kind of culture with man, if this company does good. I, I'm going to benefit from it. And I'm talking about from at, at our offices, everyone upstairs, everyone downstairs on the floor too, because if we have, if, if next year, five years, 10 years, if we have one, two, 10 times as many employees and everybody else, everybody that there is still there. You're, you're not, you're not packing boxes anymore. No. You're managing people. Yep. And so everyone needs to understand that that's, that's on the plate. And I understand that's not every business either. Um, I wouldn't feel good about, um, driving a nice car, living in a nice house. If I thought that all my employees were sweatshop workers, you know, but I think everyone there understands that there's a big opportunity and that's what we're all pushing towards. And so I think that having, having a stake in it and understanding that we're still, I mean, we, we've, we have, uh, 25 employees that everyone it's, we're still small. It's still, even though I said we've been around since 2006, there's been a lot that just since that, uh, November of 2022 date, there's been, it feels like a startup and mm-hmm. everyone has that excitement of if, if we, if we get through this, we keep climbing. I'm in, I'm in, a, I've got a good, I got a good seat on this bus. Yeah. Okay. This is a rocket ship and I, I got a good seat here. I, I can, I can grow with this company. I think if you create that truth, truly create that, not just tell them, right? If they, if they believe it, they can see it. Uh, they have to explain the why to employees. Then that alleviates a lot of the questions of the young people. When will I get mine? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I do think that that's a, uh, something that younger people are looking for more now than ever is, you know, being at a company that, that, you know, they could talk to the boss if they want to, and that they, they, they know that their, their boss actually cares about them versus, you know, when we were growing up, it was like, oh, how big of a company did you get a job with? Right. And I don't think really there's not too many people think like that anymore because yeah. they know that big company is going to have layoff rounds that 1,600 people are gone, you know, every other month in an economic downturn like yeah. we're seeing right now. And I think with people, with uh, with your managers and owners too, like um, you have to understand you have to create that environment, but also be okay with knowing that they're not going to work like you. They're, no one's going to care like you. They shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, they really shouldn't. They, and they, it's not, you're not putting on a show that you're working harder or staying later than everybody else. That's, that's part of what you signed up for. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, th- I think if the environment, uh, the environment can answer that question for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Do you, when you, um, you have these like, you know, I think like you have these really great um, standards that you're running Titan off of as you explore these other uh, businesses throughout the country, um, is it is it become the the norm to have these people that are really like focusing on culture and focusing on how they can give back, or is it still just seeming like that's the uh, that's the exception and not the rule? That's tough to say. I think um, we're we're in a niche. You know, we're kind of a, in the nutrition industry in the supplement space. We're kind of a niche inside a niche. So I can't speak to all of it. I, I'm sure there's other places like this um there's just so much out there right now when it comes to how to better yourself how to better um your business how to uh, create a better culture yeah customer be service leader. is sucking more and more exactly and so, board, right? it, should and be, so, it should be the best i know that's what i'm saying yeah. and and, and, and to your point from from how we just kind of got into this introspective talk i do feel like people are becoming more and more and more selfish and so it's the saddest part of it all is because everybody wants to do these things only to their own benefit. They don't understand the long-term gratification of if I really do give myself to this mission, right, at this mm-hmm. company, whatever it is, long-term I will be able to experience all these great benefits, but they don't ever give it a chance. And so I, I walk into places and I just get terrible service, yeah. seemingly everywhere at this point. There's a few, you know, really great diamonds in the rough and, you know, they're appreciated, but it just seems to be where there's never been more education out there on how to do to, to deliver on a phenomenal product or service. And you just seemingly have to just be okay with it being t- more and more terrible. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, th- I think people don't see it that way. I mean, unfortunately, they don't see it that way. And maybe some don't work in industries. They feel like there's any there's any growth. Mm-hmm. And so they figure, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to clock in, but that's it. That's, that's all you're going to get from me. I'm going to get on the clock. I'm going to go through my day to day. I'm going to smoke my weed and play my video games when I get off. There was that, uh, there's like a trend, I believe on TikTok, quiet quitting. Is that right, Luke? You're, you're familiar with the TikToks. I've heard of it. it that's, that's like a, that's the, what, what generation what you're are we saying. on now? Yeah. Z. Z. Yeah. Z. Z. I don't know if we're, I don't know if they're, what do you start over after this? <laughs> Is it just going to be generation me after this? What generation are we? What generation are you? Millennial. Millennial. Okay. I was always Gen X, but then when I look at the dates, it turns out I'm a You're millennial. You're a millennial, aren't you? Yeah. You're a millennial about a year or like, two? Depending on, you could look it up, and depending on what uh, what website you go to, yeah, I, I might be a millennial. Yeah. But growing up, we were always Generation X. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that being said, like we were, we were talking about, again, all of this education, it's all out there, and there's so many people I think that, you know, and we see it here locally, but there's a lot of people that will, you know, I don't know, I guess at least signal on through their social media that they they value culture they value personal growth they value their staff etc it's weird it just seems to be like there's never been more and more stuff out there to help people um create the life that they want for themselves and then you turn around and nobody seems to be like they're creating a life they want for themselves well i think there's uh some issues going on there because i think that as businesses margins get compressed, what do they start doing? They start making people take on more responsibility per one mm-hmm. job. Labor right? becomes more intense. And yeah. that person that is working that job is just like, fuck you guys for making you may do you know what I'm saying? They're they're expecting too much out of out of, you know, certain people. They're also not painting a picture and they're also watching people get hired into the p- positions above them, probably. So people are getting managers hired in above them. So they're looking at it and they're like I'm not, I'm not in a position where I can grow into a management because they're hiring people that are above me. They're also yeah. making me work too much. And then on top of that, I'm never going to be able to afford a house because of what's happening with, with the housing prices right now. And so it's like, what am I working hard for? I think that is like silently a, an undercurrent that is happening in the younger generation right now. I think working for a big organization, it would be really hard to see like, well, how do I, cause I'm, I'm selfish too. Mm-hmm. Like we, I, I am like, oh yeah, we all, we all. I want to make a yeah. shit. Like how much we're like, humans. How much yeah. money do you want to make? I don't all of it. Yeah. Right. I don't have all of it. Like I'm not being altruistic. We're going to say like, we, I want my employees. I do, I genuinely, genuinely want everyone there to be extremely wealthy, wildly wealthy, because I know if they all are, I am too. But yeah. I, I, I also understand that I can't win without them winning. Yeah. Right. Our, our slogans, we came to win. And I, I got to get the whole team to buy in because it has to be everyone. Like I, you're, you're not going to see me blow up and get huge. I'm not even, I'm not even near that, but it takes all of us. I would love nothing more than for all of us to be killing it because that's, that's what it will take. It, yeah. it has to be a collective. Everyone's got to row hard in the same direction. And, and the easiest way to sink a ship is from the inside. Mm-hmm. So I am very, very conscious of the culture we have, uh, especially since the, the ownership consolidation and the things we've tried to build there. This, this whole, you know, 2023 has been, been just a rebuild not not just a now we're rebranding all the formulas changed the culture changed and it is like we, we we're gonna win together and it's not like it's not that's not my choice like well I'm Brian's such a nice guy every he wants everyone there to win too that's the only way yeah. I can do it it's the only way yeah if you guys deliver on those products you know on those goods those services etc right. the customer wins too right Boom. it feels then, good too but it, yeah. you know we it 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 doesn't the the what do you call it quiet quitting? Yeah, yeah. Like what what a shit way to go through life, you know? Yeah, it's sad, man. I'd got to be a, here. Definitely short sighted. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story. But this this is a this is in when I was in college. I'll never forget this. I was uh, you know the Walmart greeter. Mm-hmm. I walked in. This guy was got to be late seventies. He had oh, one yeah. of those. He had one of those walkers. Yeah, his name was Otis. One of those yeah. walkers that you could also sit down in. Oh, I love yeah. those. And it like was uh, it was like. Nine thirty. It was kind of late at night, mm-hmm. and, and they still had a greeter. They had a greeter, and making sure no one's stealing anything. They had a greeter. greeter. Yeah. yeah, a greeter. That's the that's the secret of the greeter. Oh, is there making sure no one's stealing anything? Making sure that no one's walking out with a vacuum. I don't think this. Guy. I, I, <laughs> he's not. Walk. He's not chasing him down. He had the elusive no. sit down walker. I mean, he's not it. stopping anybody. I, I, yeah. I always just thought this, this, the walker in. was to throw you off. He's actually wearing a disguise. I walk in with my girlfriend at the time, and I, I said, "Hey, how are you?" And he's sitting in his walker. He says, "Got to be here till 11. Oh, 
That's a classic. Like, sir, go back to your nursing home, dude. You don't got to be here. He had one job. He had one yeah. job. Can't even say hi. Be here to, but honestly, that's the most fun greeting I've ever had walking into a Walmart. Did you laugh? Yeah. I would have laughed oh, of like course, my ass of off. Of course. I'm, gotta I'm, be here at 11. Gotta be here till <laughs> Gotta be here till 11. I thought it was the best greeting ever. This is coming it's out like, Thanksgiving week. Yeah. What's Thanksgiving going to look like for you next week, Brian? I will, I will, um, I will eat a normal Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, turkey. What are your, your go to sides? This matters. I'm not a huge stuffing fan. Um, what? I'm not. Come on, bro. I feel, like I, I feel like I like it more and more every year I get older. I feel like it's an age maybe, thing. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty simple. I'll do a lot of turkey. I'll put some, I like the brown gravy. You're yeah. not a psychopath eating cranberry sauce, are you? Oh, dude. Come on. I like, I like cranberry sauce. On the turkey. On the turkey. I love it. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. more psycho. Dude, actually, you could take all of Thanksgiving, like all the sides and the turkey and put it Blend all them. into one. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where it's at. And the cranberry sauce got to go in there because that's the sweet portion. Yeah. You got to have the salty with the sweet. I'm gonna, you guys are crazy. I'm going to do some mashed potatoes. I prefer, I generally prefer a sweet potato. You know, like maybe the sweet potato with the, oh, what yeah. is it? What the is marshmallow it? Yeah. Marshmallow fluff on top. Yeah. 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 I'll do some of that. So we'll, we'll do it right. We're going to. Mac gonna and cheese? Uh, is that hosting. a Thanksgiving staple no. or not? No. No, I'm not a mac and cheese. I wouldn't do mac and cheese. And, mac and if, cheese. Have whatever you want. There's no repercussions. I wouldn't pick mac and cheese. I'm an adult. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm an adult. Yeah, man. I love it. It's yeah. exactly what I said. Are you going to keep it, you know, healthy for uh, the uh, dessert? Are you going pecan pie, you know, straight like corn, uh, sh- it, sugar? It doesn't get much. Uh, the, a good Dutch apple pie, uh, pumpkin pie. I'll, I'll have one of each of those for sure. Um, like warm apple pie. Yeah. 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 Classic. Someone just, as Tyler actually just told me, he said, he said, your generation was American pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no social media, no cell phones. It was. Right. grew up in the greatest time. It Sean was. William Scott. Yeah. He was, he was Stifler. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, no, we'll we'll do it right for Thanksgiving. We're we'll host. We'll we'll put a, we'll put a, we have a green egg. We'll smoke a bird on the egg and have some. Man, smoked turkey is where it's at, dude. Like you brine it. You oh, put, it's so good, dude. Brian introduced me to big green egg. He was he was like the first ambassador before there was oh, influencers. Brian was out here just telling everybody about the big green egg. He was the first person I knew. I was going to barbecue competitions and, and learning from those guys. For real, you still yeah. smoke pork butts? Is that your thing? I, I don't. Do I don't do pork butts more? Um, Not anymore. I guess. No, I would. No one in my family likes pork. Dang. No one likes pork. Yeah. That doesn't bother your my stomach, My ex-wife doesn't it? like pork, so I thought we'll get another one. Not not just for that reason, but that was heavily weighted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We love you. We thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank We're you. We're so excited so about the new Cree X yeah. flavor, man. And uh, just appreciate you doing what you do and how you do things. I appreciate it. So much fun, guys. Come on. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks,